As a trans person who is passionate about qualities such as freedom, creativity, and integrity, I get the sense that we as a global society are headed in the direction where more and more people are beginning to recognize that gender expression in all its forms is a natural and beautiful extension of divine love. And if you happen to be an optimistic, forward-thinking, gender-passionate person like I am, then chances are you feel something similar. Or at the very least, you recognize that trans people are on the leading edge of a creative movement. And that simply by us showing up to life and honoring who we are, we are impacting how this world understands gender-related qualities such as personal freedom and creative expression. And so that right there is really cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, of all the leading edge movements to be associated with, this one in particular feels like really exciting. It's challenging, yeah, of course, but if you're able to zoom out and consider the larger context of what we're doing here, and you recognize that this is a creative revolution, which is being initiated by you, the trans person. Well, that really helps to put things into perspective, right? Well, or at least for me it does. Because in my experience, when I associate myself with a collective movement and with this, like, we're creating new world order kind of thing, then all of a sudden I'm able to recognize the value of the role that I'm playing within the evolution of consciousness. But of course, being in that leading edge role, it does come with quite a few traps. And that's actually what today's conversation is about. The shadow side of the gender revolution. And in order to highlight this point, I am going to articulate a perspective that is just in, it's in our community. And it's, a, it's like a divisive framework and it's a combative environment that is currently just surrounding, it's like the tone of our collective movement. And so that perspective, it's rooted in us versus them. So this is my side versus your side. I'm right and you're wrong. I'm the hero and you're the villain. I'm righteous and you're ignorant. And then if we were to take this perspective one step further, it's like, okay, your ignorance is a threat to me and therefore I need to attack you. I need to control and dominate and silence you. And since truth is on my side, I feel completely justified in my actions. And anytime you voice a concern to me or you push back, even in the slightest, I am going to tear your life apart. <laughs> I'm going to shame you. I'm going to harass you and destroy your livelihood. And then by the end of this, you're going to either surrender or you're going to be so marginalized and dehumanized that, well, you might as well not even exist. And please, I just want you to know that I'm not doing this because I'm some traumatized, hypocritical, irrational person. No, of course not. I am doing this because I'm right and you're wrong. And even though, yes, I am going to these extreme measures in order to secure this victory, it's not actually because I want to, it's because I have to. It's because your ignorance is forcing my hand. So really, if you think about it, this isn't my fault. 
it's yours. And if you could just be a different person, then all of this would go away. If you could just deny your own thoughts, feelings, and opinions, and then conform to my way of life, then, and only then, well, we would have peace. <laughs> okay, so obviously I'm being a bit dramatic and I'm just trying to make a point, but if we were to strip away all of our uh, kind of drama and like personal attachment and emotional investment into this movement, then I think it's fair to say that uh, the energetic tone of our collective voice, it, it's really, it's playing into this game, this game of me versus you, and then all the implications that come after that. And so it's like we're just being these manipulative, combative, destructive people. And we're pointing our fingers at the other side and then we're drawing a line in the sand and, and we're weaponizing our ideas of right and wrong. And then based off of those ideas, we're then just forcing them on other people and strong arming the rest of the world into joining our side. <laughs> and that's not okay. And so even though, yes, technically, uh, I would like to believe that we're on the right side of history, it, it doesn't really seem like we're acting like it. And even though... Yes, this is a creative revolution, which is rooted in qualities such as freedom. Still, we're not acting like it. And even though, yes, we are these ambassadors of peace and inclusion, like I feel like we can all um, sense that inside of ourselves. On a collective level, we're not acting like it. And in my opinion, this is the reason that our message of love is getting so much pushback from the rest of the world. Because even though our vision is really beautiful. The truth of it is getting lost in translation. And that's what our strategy is all about. Manifesting this vision and doing it in a way where we're letting go of our demands of the world and then we're opening our hearts and widening this circle of inclusion so that we can then step into our truth. All right, so let's get into this strategy, which is called embody your creative vision. And instead of pointing your finger at the rest of the world, see if you can turn it around and focus on yourself. And instead of talking about this vision, how about you just embody it? And instead of tearing others down, inspire them, become a beacon of light. So this means stepping into that open-hearted, creative, passionate person that you know yourself to be and becoming the very change that you wanna see. And instead of demanding for the rest of the world to change, see if you can just accept it for what it is. And then instead of being yourself as an act of defiance and propping yourself up on this foundation of opposition, simply be yourself as an act of love. See if you can give yourself to this world without asking anything in return. And instead of fighting for what's right, see if you can give up that fight and just do the right thing without using the perceived wrong of the world as motivation for doing the very things that you should have been doing in the first place. So my advice with this strategy is to channel all of that passionate, revolutionary, leading edge energy that you're feeling and channel it into being so magnetic that people can't help but support your cause. So become so compassionate and open-hearted that your enemy no longer has anything to fight against. And then the next time that you 
hear yourself giving advice or making demands. I want you to recognize that this is your opportunity to start a revolution. And all you have to do is turn that around and point the perspective at yourself. So you want people to be more loving and accepting. Well, great. Like, be that. And maybe you want people to support your freedom of expression. Okay, great. Be that first. Be the person you want, like, everybody else to be. Give this world the very things that you're asking of it. So take accountability. Forgive first. Lead by example. Create your vision, but without standing on a pedestal of being right. Speak your truth, but without closing your heart. Heal that inner division first and then engage with the world from a place of unity. And ask yourself, is it possible that I can skip past all this drama and just be the thing I want to be now? Is it possible that I don't need to participate in this game in order to win the prize? Is it possible that I don't have to go through someone else in order to be myself? And if you can start thinking about your process from this perspective, if you can start engaging with your creative vision from a more unified, inclusive, and open stance, then you're going to be well on your way towards creating that new world order. And don't ever forget that change doesn't happen because you say so. It happens because you are so. All right, my friend. That's all I've got. I'll see you in the next one.